Isaiah 1. And 18. Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Now, come on now, and let's, uh, since we're all here, uh, uh, let's just reason together. Just might as well reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. Your sins just eating you up. They're dark, hideous, and ugly. But the Lord says, now come on, just let's be reasonable here. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. What is the driven snow. Oh, I love the feel of the, that feeling when the Lord takes and lets me know that it's all okay. That it's right. I remember when the Lord took the, the sins, my sins, and put them behind his back and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. And I felt so light. I felt so clean. You know folks that are trying to get away from repentance. Why, there's no way to get the Holy Ghost, the real Holy Ghost without repentance. But why would anybody want to? To when you repent, it just cleans your, 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 your whole system, your, your, whole, your mind, your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> they shall be white as snow. They shall be red like crimson. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If, if you be willing. Now there's the key. There's the key. If you, if you be willing. Are you willing? Or are we willing? Come reason together now. And if you be willing and obedient, obedience is better than sacrifice. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to get the best of it. 
You're going to get the best there is in this life. Amen. If you be willing and obedient and be reasonable. Hey, if you're going to, if you want to be reasonable about it all, you just realize that smoking and drinking and cursing and, and all of this stuff is just not where it's at. But if you be willing and you be obedient, you shall have the good of the land. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. But if you refuse, and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So it's just just being reasonable about it. That's the that's the way it is. So let's preach tonight just a little from the theme. Reasoning together. Reasoning together. You know, it's a scary thing that God does not force us to live for him. That's one of the most frightful things I know is the fact that God don't, I, I wish. You say, well, he wants people who want him. Well, we all know that that's, that's true. Not only in theory, that's true. But I wish that he had made me love him irregardless, and I couldn't help it. I wished I had to love him because it's a scary thing to be lost. Somebody said, you know, talk, talking about, uh, said, you can't, you can't force people to be saved. Well, that's right. And, and, but, uh, and just the fact that you, the fear of hell, you can't, folks won't make heaven just because they fear hell. That's what folks say. But I want to tell you something. It goes a long ways with me. <laughs> it goes a mighty long way. I don't want to be lost. I fear being lost. I, I fear hell. I fear fear hell fires. I, 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 I fear the thought of not being with the Lord. He's gone, he's built, he's built uh, in this, uh, uh, it took six days to create everything out there in the world and in the heavens. But he's been gone 2,000 years to prepare a place for me. So if he built all, all the mountains and all the sea and all the planets and all of that, he did all that in six days. What must my mansion be like? What must my eternal rest be like? Oh, my, my mansion could be empty up there throughout eternity. I wish 
that he put it in my heart to live for him regardless. You see, life is a matter of priorities. It's just, it's just what, where we place the emphasis on what we want to do and what moves us and what our priorities are. If I think more and I love to play God, uh, as old as I am, I've got some old clubs, you know. <laughs> they make old clubs. But, but if, if golf is my whole world, if carrying the boat out on Sunday is my world, I've got a problem. My priorities, if there's anything that I'd rather do than come to the house of God, I better get it all taken care of and squared away because this is seek first. What we give first place. What we give first place in our lives determines the quality of our life. <laughs> Boy, life can get bad. Life can get... You know, I, I saw some folks at the hotel a while ago. There's already... They're already drinking heavy. They was already crazy and already acting stupid. And, and, and I said, John, look at those people sitting there. This is Sunday night. This is Sunday night. And what's it going to be like besides spending all their money, besides doing and saying all kind of things and waking up in the morning with all those hangovers and all of that and where it's putting your children and all of that and the influence that is placing upon your children. Hey, what we give first place it ensures the quality of our lives. So I come to the house of God. Amen. I say, Lord, you can't preach it too strong for me. Thank God. Yes, sir, Lord. I believe that there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Praise God. I believe that I've got to walk, rise, and walk in the newness of life. Oh, hallelujah. 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 So the Bible says in my the Bible says in Matthew six thirty three it says for seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You you know uh, this word righteousness keeps popping up everywhere it talks about living right. It's righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. <laughs> righteousness. Amen. What is the kingdom of God? Romans 14 and 17 tells us, for the kingdom of God 
is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness. Underline righteousness. Righteousness. You say, I, I don't see in the Bible where, where you talk about what you say is wrong is wrong. I don't see in the Bible. No, a lot of things hadn't been invented when the Bible was printed. That's, that's the truth of it. Yeah. You know, the Internet and this pornography, and all, they didn't even have that then. Do you understand that? Duh. But if you look under righteousness, amen, you'll find it. Amen. Righteousness, whenever the Lord convicts us of things, amen, we're going into his righteousness. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm so glad tonight that we still believe in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Well, one of our so-called scholars said not long ago, said we'll never win the world until we quit saying Holy Ghost and start saying Holy Spirit. Well, it's all right to say Holy Spirit. But the denominal world has been saying Holy Spirit for hundreds of years and they never have won them all. And somehow or another, I feel like it just feels good and just to say Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hey, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, I tell you what. I'm, I'm too old for you to tell me you don't have to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, amen, if I had to have it, you have to have it. Praise God. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come, let us reason together here. Praise God. Acts 8 and 12 said, And when they believed Philip, Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Oh, when they believed the preaching concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. That name that's above every name. That name that every knee is going to bow to and every tongue is going to confess. Amen. Why can you be buried in water when it's cold as ice? But the minute you're dug down, most of the time you never feel it again. You just come up praising God. Hey, God, it's because you've taken on the name of Jesus and you have power. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, when I understand, let's just be reasonable about this. Amen. When I understand 
that scripture. I've got to do just like they did. Who am I, who am I, if I understand the word of God, who am I to say, well, but I won't do it now? <laughs> Boy, somebody's bigger than God around here. Mm. Who am I whenever, whenever I understand, when I understand what Calvary's about? When I understand why he came into this world and pled and died for me. Whenever I understand what they did to him when they plucked his beard and they spit on him and they, they beat him and they mocked him and all of that. But he still hung there on the cross and wouldn't call 10,000 angels. He did it for me. He did it for you. And how in the world could you or I, when we understand what that's about, we should be standing to our feet with our hands in the air. Praise God. Amen. We should not be saying one moment, praise God, that I'm going to wait or do anything. Come, let us reason together. Praise God. Praise God. Now the Lord, he invited a man one time. Whoa! Mm. If the Lord lets me feel a little bit better. Whoa! Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! The doctor said, Auntie, where did the pain first hit you? She said, well, somewhere between the stove and the refrigerator. <laughs> Amen. I don't know where this first hit me. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. You know God. God is here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. God is here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord invited man to become his disciple. And he said, the man said, but Lord, I, I want to go now. I want to do that, Lord. But I want to go and bury my father first. Well, the truth of the matter was his father hadn't died yet. But he wanted to wait and live a life there until his father died. But he's saying, what he's saying is, but now, Lord, you be next. Lord, you be next. It don't work that way. Amen. One of, one of people come to the house of God and get under conviction and, they, and they, they don't move, they don't live for him, they don't respond. And then all of a sudden something happens to them. They have an accident. They believed it and they were going to do it. And the Lord, the Lord was going to be next. Just as soon as they got through with what they were doing. But the Lord said, ah, uh -uh. no. He said, let the dead bear the dead. You got to follow me. That's what you got to do tonight. Amen. 
If you're not where you ought to be, I don't care if you got the holiness. If you're not where you ought to be, you got to step up now. You got to be where you know to be right now. Now, what the Lord was saying in old Louisiana, Georgia terms here, what the Lord was saying was, I'm not playing second fiddle. I'm not playing second fiddle to nobody. Hey God, I'll die for you. I'll, I'll, I'll do, get rid of the whole everything for you. But I'll leave my throne in glory for you. But I will not play second fiddle. Do you want me or don't you? Do you want to live close to me or do you want to stay in the shadow somewhere? That's why we come to prayer meetings. That's why we come to prayer meetings. That's why we keep our spirits right. That's why we don't get offended at everything that comes down the road. Because we got to be close to God. Well, then he said to another man, he said, I want you to come and follow me. And he said, okay, Lord. But now I've got some folks at the house. And I, I want to I go bid them farewell. Mm-mm. No, no, no. We're leaving now. Well, you know I was telling Brother French about a young man. His name is Bollinger. He played guitar for B.B. King, the big blues singer. The reason I know about B.B. King is because I was going hunting news on station and heard him. (laughs) And if you believe that, I got something else to say. But but Brother Ballinger played... Guitar for B.B. King. One day he was in a car with a man that was driving him in Mississippi. And this boy that was doing the driving was a backslider. Well, the boy reached in his uh, stuff there. They had on a long, boring trip. And he reached in and put in a, a tape of a preacher when he went to church. And this preacher, one of our preachers, he was preaching. And all of a sudden he looked and Brother Ballinger was crying. He's just weeping. And so the man kept preaching and he kept crying. So the backslider said, I, I better get him to a church. And when he got to Batesville, Pentecostal Church, Batesville, Mississippi, he pulled in. And Ballinger was still, and so he went in and they all came and they prayed him through to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when B.B. King, he gave him a, a large 
contract and slid it across the table to him. He looked at it with its thousands, and he looked at it and slid it back. He said, B.B., I'm saved. <laughs> well, let me tell you about it. He had a, they call it, of course, they, they, they call it a project in the, in the business, but it's, we used to call it making records, you know. <laughs> they had a CD, you know, and uh, it was supposed to hit the country and, and, and just blow the doors off of everything and make them millions. He called them up and told them, said, you can have everything that I, that's coming to me. I don't want nothing. I've got, I have God. Now, he came and started preaching. God called him to preach. And preachers didn't realize it, but he preached for them on Sunday. And they tell me that preachers didn't realize he didn't have nowhere to be till the next Sunday. Didn't have anywhere he could stay. So from Sunday to Sunday, he slept in his car in order to preach the gospel. Come on right now. This is, no, you got, I'm calling you now. I'm calling you now. Today is the day of salvation. You can't put it off till tomorrow. You can't say, well, just as soon as I get such and such. No, it can't be that way. Do you want God? You got to take up your cross. And follow him. And the Bible says it like this. The Bible says it like this. It said, no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Fit for the Holy Ghost. Now, some of you, you, I don't see too many as old as I am here. <laughs> Me and Abraham Lincoln had some stuff going, but I don't see anybody y'all old as, but anyway, I'm going to tell you something. When you're out there plowing, when you're out there plowing, you got to keep your eyes right between that mule's ears. You got you to look down there and, and see a rock or a post or a tree and you go to as best you can. You go towards that. You look straight. Now let me tell you something. If you decide to stop and look back to see how good you're doing, the next time you look back, you're going to see some crooked curves. No man putting his hand to the plow and looking back. This is talking about living God for God. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. 
take everything, but don't take my Lord. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Temporal, temporal needs have their place, but not first place, but not first place. We water down the commandments until all the strength is gone. Remember, it's not suffer. Me first, but it's seek ye first. Jesus is not our guest. He's our host. He's not our co-pilot. He's our pilot. We got to quit saying, I will follow you, but I'll follow you, but I got to do this or I've got to do that. We hold on to trinkets that turn our hands green. We hold on to trinkets. And turn down the jewels of heaven. We hold on and can't pry our hands loose from little old cheap stuff. That's not worth a flip. And turn down everything that God has for us. Nobody can wring it out of our hands because we think we got we think we have to have it. Turn it loose. Let it go. Put God first. The dearest idols I have known. Whate'er that idol be, help me to tear it from its throne and worship only thee. It's you, Lord. It's you, Lord. It's you, Lord. That old song, that old song. I used to thought, I thought when I first heard it, it was so stupid. <laughs> But the more I live, the better I like it. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. Me and Jesus got it all worked out. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, there's nothing like let, let Let me first touch God. Let me be sure. And whatever I do, let it be where I can keep one hand in God's hand. If I can't have one hand in God's hand and touch something else, I won't don't want to touch it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, in the holy name of Jesus. God, help us to be reasonable people. Help us to be reasonable people, God. 
love you so much. I need you so much, God. I need your power. I need you to be always with me, Lord. Always near me, God. There's nothing that I need to do, Lord, that comes ahead of what you want me to do. It's just like a child. Father says, do such and such. I'll do it in a minute. No, won't be able to do it in a minute. You get yourself your boy and do it now. Why? Because I say do it. That's why. Amen. God, help us. Help us, Lord, to put you first. Brother, preach it.